I had done things kind of out of order, but it was it was working. And I, what I always had was myself. And actually, the original title of this book was going to be First Comes Love, like the play on the first comes ah. love, then comes marriage, then comes baby, and the baby carries. Yeah. And I had sort of messed up that entire nursery rhyme, I felt like. Right. But, but by by some some sheer will, sheer like the audacity, right? That I believing that I could do it, I was doing it. I was working my way up the career ladder in digital media. I was raising my boys, and what I felt, I thought they, they were thriving, you know. Yeah. And I was managing a relationship with my with my husband. We had met when we were eighteen years old, and certainly there's a lot of ups and downs that come with twenty years. You know, people are like, wow, you've been together the for fairy so long. Tale. Yeah. Please, please. So, but I, I was doing it, like for better or for worse. Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone and welcome to Mom to Mom, the podcast. Today was an exciting one because I had my guest in studio again with me, which is we've been doing a little bit more of. And my guest today is one of the OG Mom to Mom guests. We connected during the pandemic when this show started, back when I was still doing the show out of my attic. And I met with Bethany. And um, so we've created a little online relationship since then. And it's been really, really cool. Uh, to watch her grow and now to have her in studio. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Bethany Braun Silva. She is a podcast host. She's a parenting expert, an editor, a writer, and a brand new author. She's just released her first book, and it's called Like a Mother, Banish Guilt, Blaze Your Trail, and Break the Rules to Create a Life You Love. It has just come out. And so today we are going to dig into her book and talk about the many, many hats that she wears. So here is my conversation with Bethany. So how far we've come, my friend. So far. I actually remember what we were talking about in that uh, mom-to-mom. Yeah? We were talking about burnout during the pandemic. <gasps> I, and I mean, like, there's never a bad time to talk about motherhood and burnout. But because no, that's so funny. Like, just before the show started, I was saying how I'm kind of burnt out on social media right now. Like, yeah. my whole drive here, I was thinking I'm just a little burnt. Um, so it doesn't have to happen during the pandemic at all. It's something that we're always facing. Always, always. And it's so important. And that's what sort of like the idea of this book is about to kind of like imagine a world of mothers who love themselves the way that they love their kids, their spouses, their partners, yes. their careers, like putting that love back into themselves. And I think it's like now more than ever, it's, it's an important conversation to have. So we're going to talk about all that, but like, let's get from where we were back in the pandemic on our little Zooms. Oh I think you were gosh. on your balcony. No, I was you? in a corner of oh. my apartment in the city, literally like cornered in in a desk bribing the kids with yes. all kinds of things just to get them to please be quiet. <laughs> and I was in the attic. I had created a little tiny studio in the attic so I could have some peace and quiet, which rarely happened. They always found their way up to the third I feel, floor. I, we love that attic, though. I mean, we if do you're love a mom-to-mom fan from back in the day, that yes, attic is a special the OG place. mom yeah. cave. Um, and here we are, all grown up. So take us from you know, what's happened since then. When I talked to you last, you were uh, working for a very popular parenting publication, and now you are moved on and you're an author and doing all these different things, have a podcast. Yeah. I mean, so take us from point A to point B. It's all sort of in the same world. I still love, you know, talking about and writing to and writing for moms and women and parents or anywhere, wherever you are in your parenting journey. But yes, at that time I was working full time at um, the Mer what was the Meredith Corporation running parenting.com. Yes. Um, and then we also talk about burnout. I mean, it was the 
It was 2020. I was at the helm of this amazing, amazing publication, sort of burnt myself out of it and then needed to, you know, just like take some time. Worked at a few other, you know, parenting mom websites and then decided, you know, I wanted to do stuff on my own, like go out on my own. And I had this idea for a podcast because as you know, we get offered some like incredible interviews. Yes. And you know, as a journalist, you know, I was, I'm a digital media journalist. So sometimes I get amazing opportunities to talk to some incredible women. I yeah. kind of had nowhere to put it. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me see if I can do a podcast. And I was bootstrapping it for a really long time. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, you know how it goes, just like yeah. hustling, just like, you know, doing the editing, the producing, the scripting, all of it on my own, just to see if I can make something out of it. And it's so far, it's, and it's, it's doing really well. We so relaunched it's and it's totally doing well. homegrown. Tell us what it's called. It's called The Breakdown with Bethany. Yep. And um, our first guest was Mindy Kaling. And it was actually a repurpose. I mean, it was a repurpose interview from my time at parenting, but it was all good. Like, I mean, that's what we do. We like yeah. figure out ways to make it work. We've had some incredible guest, um, Katie Lee Beagle, who is, I know, a friend of NBC. She's um, gonna, Her episode will be live on Thursday. Bethany Frankel's next uh, oh on my the 20, on, yeah, on coming up. And then um, we've had some incredible, I mean, Tori Spelling, Tiffany wow. Thiessen, people that I just love and I feel really honored to talk to. I mean, you were on. <laughs> I was on the podcast too. You saved the best for last. Of course, of course. <laughs> but it always is nice because we always just wanted to be conversational. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, I really am a fan after having been in broadcasting for all the years that I've been in broadcasting, the podcast format is really exciting for me because you have the time yeah. to dig deep and the conversations we have in the parenting space, like they need to go a little deeper. Yes. And you know how it is when you're doing a segment normally on a live TV show, you've got two to three minutes and you've got to hit your points and like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, out the door. Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of nice that we can do this. When you think to your podcast, is there um, certain themes that come up? Because I know after having done this since 2020, yeah, one of the things that comes up in almost every conversation that I have with another mom is overwhelm. That's just like a buzzword for me that like pops up in every single conversation that I feel like that's a common thread. Is there something that you're finding that's kind of like standing out? I always ask moms how they take care of themselves, which I think is a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different words for overwhelm. We've said them, said it already here like a couple times. Yeah, burnout, burnout, overwhelm, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we talk about the mental load of motherhood a lot, but um, I always try to frame it as like, how do you take care of yourself beyond those manis, petties and massages to, and also like, how are you, not only taking care of yourself, but like feeding yourself, feeding like your passion. Real self-care. Yes. Yeah, real self-care. I actually posted, you know, right before I came on here, like this to me is self-care because it's something that I do for myself. It's time away from my kids, talking to you about um, topics that I'm really passionate about, which is motherhood and working motherhood. Um, so whatever that is, I mean, and that's a, a running theme with the podcast. I always want to ask the women or even the dads, we had a few dads on, you know, what is, how do you take care of yourself mm -hmm. while caring for little ones? Because mm. it's a balance. Well, and I like what you said, even though this is a, a work trip for you, yeah. you baked in a little time yeah. so that you can go shopping and stay in a hotel and like, have a little you time and without guilt, yeah. without strings attached. Oh, it's it's so important. It's so important. I mean, I think one of the things that is, you know, this is such a buzzword too, but like triggering for me is like the interruptions. If I'm trying to do work and the kids are interrupting or we all know about the sleep, yeah. you know, it's hard to get, you know, a solid eight hour, hours of sleep. You know, kids are seven and 11. Even then it's like, it's really hard to get yeah. that, you know, sleep, it just sort of goes out the window. So to have like uninterrupted time to connect to yourself, to sleep, to work, to do whatever you want, I think is 
is really important. So are you doing the podcast from your house? I am. So you have your own little mom cave? Oh my gosh, if you can even call it that. I mean, I've, you, if you watch like all the different episodes, it's like, all, like it's me just literally trial and error with like, where do I do this? Where yeah. do I do this? Because it, you know, you know, video is really, is, is an important component to it, especially when we're interviewing celebrities yes. and people like you, like we want to see, we want to see, it's so important. So I don't have a, a mom cave, but I do have, Everyone you know. Everyone needs a mom yeah, cave. Yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish, but like, no, I do have, you know, space, like different spaces. It's, it's very, I'm still like trying to figure out the best place to film this. Yeah. Thing. And then the sound is important too. So yeah. you need like, it needs to be all padded and yeah. special. So, but it's going great. Who would be your dream guest? Do you have like the, I'm manifesting this particular mom to come on my show? Yeah. Well, there's two. I mean, my number one dream, everything is Jennifer Lopez. And so, Oh yeah. I mean, I adore her. I mean, she has like, maybe she'll do some press. I know she has an album coming out. She always has something, something to push, right? Yeah. She's a busy, busy woman. So she's like number, number one. But of course I love Hoda Kotb. I think Ooh, she, yeah, yes. I love her. I love her. She always has something impactful to yes. say. And I want her to say it to Wait, me. I, I'm <laughs> feeling like there's a enough in the ether that we could make this happen, right? Oh, let's make it happen. I always drop Hoda's name. I've never met yes. her, but I always drop her name as someone I would like, as that's like my aspirational She's person. the best friend in our head. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I know, I feel right. like I know her very well. 100%. I've never met her, not right. Are you looking for your summer guide to adventures in Boston, the perfect recipes for your family, or exclusive interviews with your favorite celebrities? Well, you can get all of that in one place in your inbox with the Hubbub newsletter. To sign up, all you have to do is go to NBC10Boston.com newsletters, drop your email, and you'll be in the know. I you know, actually had this idea for a book um, back in 2017, and I actually say it in the in in like one of the first chapters. I was like sort of like fresh out of the haze of like raising two kids, and I realized that I had done everything kind of out of order, right? I was a mother before I was a wife. I pursued a career in journal journalism with no training or experience, no degree. I mean, we have like use like the best of the best here. So like, with, I'm thinking like, I should have gone to Syracuse. <laughs> but if I like, if I, my, my son asked me that, like, would you have any regrets? I'm like, yes, I should have gone to Newhouse. But <laughs> what would it have changed anything? Know. Like you're saying the order, but whose order is that? Right, well, that's right? what it that's was, not, yeah. It's neither here nor there. That's what it sort of felt like. I had done things kind of out of order, but it was it was working. And I, what I always had was myself. And actually the original title of this book was gonna be First Comes Love. Like the play on the first comes ah. love, then comes marriage, then comes baby and the baby carriage. Yeah. And I had sort of messed up that entire nursery rhyme I felt like. Right. But but by by some some sheer will, sheer like the audacity, right, that I believing that I could do it, I was doing it. I was working my way up the career ladder in digital media. I was raising my boys and what I felt, I thought they, they were thriving, you know, yeah. and I was managing a relationship with my with my husband. We had met when we were 18 years old and certainly there's a lot of ups and downs that come with 20 years and two kids. We, my, I have met my husband when we were 18 years old so too. So you know, you yes. know that it's not, you know, people are like, wow, you've been together the for fairy so long. Tale. Please, yeah. please. So, but I, I was doing it like for better or for worse. I was doing it. And, and then came the podcast and I was 
sort of privy to all these incredible women mm -hmm. who were shelling out amazing advice. And I was like, well, let me see if I could incorporate everything that I've learned, everything that I've done and, and marry it with these, with this advice from women in the women from the podcast and put uh, it into a book. That's very, very smart. Yeah. So how did you put it all together? When I see the written word and it all, I know what a process it is and how much discipline you have to have to like put something like this together, especially when there's not someone there going, I need a chapter, I need a chapter. Absolutely, yeah, so I told you I was, I self-published and as an editor in digital media running, you know, a lot of like really well-known sites, I struggled with that, if I'm gonna be transparent. I was like, do I wanna self-publish? Does it lack legitimacy if I do that? But I decided ultimately what was really important to me was to own this book and to yeah. own the message. And so that was the reason to self-publish. And also I'll be transparent with you, I did work with a, a book coach. So I wrote every single word in this book, but I did have weekly meetings with somebody that kept me accountable yes. because I didn't have a traditional publisher. Right. Yeah. So her name is Chelly Grace and she's fantastic. And she, she really helped me bring this book to life. Yeah. And then of course, um, I relied on all my network of amazing women. Right? Yes. And you, know, you do yeah. have that. Yeah. Which, which is so important. I, yeah, go ahead. So there are so many women watching who have great ideas and they would love to write a book. Would you recommend self-publishing? I think I would because there are so many tools now that really support independent authors. Mm -hmm. I mean, Amazon really supports that. You can still make money and self-publish. You can, you know, which I actually didn't know. And that was never the goal of this book. It wasn't, the, the goal of the book wasn't to make money. It was yep. really just to get out there. We know books aren't exactly. Right, it's not, not a lucrative. Get rich quick. <laughs> no. It's not a get rich quick strategy. You gotta do no. it for the love of the game. But there's lots of things out there to support somebody who has an idea and wants to put it, you know, and, and to print it, to see a book in, in real life. And there's, yeah. I would recommend it. And if you need a little bit of a push, like I did hire somebody, you know, to help you. And it doesn't mean that it's their words. It's not a ghostwriter situation. It's just someone to kind of help you. And also what I loved is, and I actually didn't even know this as a writer, Google talk to text. Like you don't have to write, I did type that. everything, right? I did that. Cause I, just talk. I relied on, I was like thinking back in school when you would free write, yeah. you know, when you would just free write. And I remember the teacher saying like, doesn't matter about spelling or grammar, just like put your thoughts on paper for the next 20 minutes. When it got, I wrote a cookbook, but I still had to write little uh, blurbs. Mm -hmm. I think that's the technical term. Right. <laughs> Head notes, I think they're called, <laughs> uh, for each recipe. And that part got like, okay, what am I going to say for each recipe? And so what I would do is get my phone out and I would speak into it. And I would pretend like Bethany, for example, was interviewing me. Tell me about your egg roll bowl. Why does your family like this? And I would answer the question like I was on TV in an interview. And bada bing, it's, it's we had lot, words yeah. on a page. I, I think that's like the greatest hack of, of all. I would agree. And then obviously it's just nice to have like something mm -hmm. and then you go through and you edit from Absolutely. there. Absolutely, like, it's easier. Wait, it's wait, easy, wait. like you said, it's easier to have something on the page and, and it's good, it's, it's great. I would yeah. recommend that to anybody. So, I mean, <laughs> I could get like super geeky about the writing a book thing, but I'll spare you guys on that. We can have a conversation <laughs> offline about that. But for people who are still, you know, a lot of people work from home Yeah. and I know you do a lot Lot of your work yeah. from home and self-employed and you have your own deadlines and things like that. How do you stay motivated and on track when you do have the family and you know you don't necessarily have your own office and all that stuff? Yeah, I think what motivated me in this instance was just like the sheer desire to get these words out. And I think also I was working on uh, the podcast is published by mom.com, it's produced by mom.com. So and we release one episode a week. So when that, when I was getting new interviews that I wanted to, you know, put 
into the book. It was sort of like I, I do live live in live as an editor. That meant that editor mentality, even though I was a writer in this that situation. Helps. So that yeah. does help. But um, I think like with anything, we talk about parenting a lot. You know, like you know. Deadlines, charts, put everything. I put everything in my calendar. I yeah, put everything I that, yeah. in my calendar. That helps a lot. <laughs> I do feel if I write it down that somehow it does get done. Yeah. Sometimes I forget I've even written it down, but yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I I did what I said I was gonna do. Yeah, I use my calendar almost like a to-do list sometimes. Yeah. Like, so I think that might help too. Amazing. So you stay motivated, you do all that, and how do you handle time management of it all? You know that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's it's like that's super challenging. I mean, and I you've think, got like four jobs. Well, I mean, I feel like we all, right? Like, I mean, raising kids. You know, just in and of itself, right? That's a huge job. We were talking about social media content creation. That's a job, right? Just like being someone out there. But. Um, it's, and I actually think that was kind of like the blessing of self-publishing is that if, if something, if a chapter didn't get written that week, you know, I was only, I only had it's myself. On it's on yeah. me. Um, and Which I don't, is a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. Um, and I think, you know, I can work well under pressure. I've certainly proved that in my traditional jobs. But for this one, I wanted to be really, really, you know, careful, you know, with everything that I was saying and, and make yeah. sure. So I, in a, in a way, it definitely took longer than I expected. Well, it looks fantastic. Thank so you. what did you learn? Like what are the bullet points here. I think what I learned- From like the people that you've interviewed and things. Yeah, what I've learned is that, um, you know, motherhood and working is a thankless job. And a lot of the times like, you know, no, and this sounds so negative, but I don't mean it like this, like no one's coming to save you. I wanted to write this book. Mm. I could have, I could have been, you know, 70 years old saying I just didn't have the time, but you have to make the time for yourself. And I think that's sort of the message of it, right? Like the idea of kind of putting yourself first, um, self-care is not selfish. All those cliches that we hear as mothers, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's not a lot of support out there for working moms right now. We're seeing that, you know, like in government policies, every, you know, we see it all the time. So we have to support ourselves. And, yes. and actually I rely a lot on my, my network of amazing women like yes. you. So, I mean, I think there's help Which out there. Which is honestly why the work we do is important yeah. because shows like this and books like this, mm -hmm. they're helping families and they're helping moms get through. And we know that motherhood can be so, so isolating. Yeah. And that's where this show was born, right. was the very isolating time of the pandemic. Um, and then here we are. It turns out we still have things to talk about week after week because it doesn't get any easier for us moms at all. Um, so what's the greatest piece of advice you've learned so far? Oh my gosh, the greatest. In the momming journey. Yeah, the greatest piece of advice I, I, I've learned and that I guess I would also impart is that um, we, is that, you know, the kids are gonna be all right. You know, like we, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't know, we always say like, my, I love my kids, but they're jerks sometimes. Like we know you love your kids. And I guess yeah. what I'm saying is like, is is really like, you. I keep re repeating this, but you have to take care of yourself. You, If you don't take care of yourself, then the whole family's gonna, you know, no one's gonna be happy. If mama's yep. not happy, no one's gonna be happy. So I, what I would tell new moms too is like, if you're feeling like you're not having the help, you have to ask for mm -hmm. it. Ask your friends, ask family. I mean, it, there is, you have to do, and I say that in the book, like, um, you, you have to demand help. And I think that we're, we're afraid because we're we're sort of told that we have to do everything on our we own to be these perfect moms, but we gotta yeah. ask for help. Yeah, that's great advice.
may be almost out for summer, but the stations of NBC and Telemundo Boston are committed to supporting our educators year-round. To learn how you can support your local schools, teachers, and students, go online to NBC10Boston.com slash supporting our schools. Before the break, we were talking about all the advice that you gathered for this book and through your podcast and how one of the things that keeps coming up is the importance of self-care. And that's your advice to people too, is like, you gotta take care of mom first, you gotta put your mask on first before everybody else's. So in a practical way of speaking, like what are some things you do for self-care? Well, I take time away. I know that sounds crazy, but just we were mentioning it before. Coming here has just been a really nice, less than 24 hours away from the kids, but um, it's so needed. So I think that taking that time away um, helps you kind of recharge and reflect and like you can come back fresh. So I think that's that's been really important to me. Um, and then just, yeah, just like in the sort of in the same vein is like, I take time away, but then I also send the kids to camp. Like, right, yeah. Right, like get them out of so the house. So time away from each other. <laughs> time away is really, is really good. important. And I've tried yeah. to think what else, but I think that really is like the number one thing for me. Taking because breaks. Taking I do breaks. a lot of girls trips. Or yeah. not, I mean, as many as I possibly can yeah. that, you know, makes sense. But that to me is like a great way to fill up and decompress and like have all the fun and be silly and yeah. just take a nice break. You have to be like removed. I mean, cause it's one thing to like say, oh, don't come in this room for 20 minutes. Well, mom, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I've heard myself saying this a lot lately and I don't know if it's just because the weather has been so bad and the kids have been all over me and it's summer and they're not <laughs> in school, but I'm like, I need space. <laughs> I need space. I need, and I'll put my arms like this and I'm like, no, I just can't like, but I'm being more vocal about it and not trying yeah. to be rude, but just, I need a little space. It's a very real thing. Literally and yeah. figuratively, yeah. children. Yeah. Yes. They, they're all over us all the time, which is great. And it's great. It, we love it. I mean, the, that's like how they show their love with physical touch and the way that they're intimate with us. Yeah. Like, yeah moms get touched out. That's like a very real thing we Absolutely. talk about in the parenting community, like feeling yes. touched out, like sensory overload. We get that too. It's not just for kids. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a sensory thing for me yeah. at Absolutely. some point. Cause like someone's playing the guitar and someone's singing and the TV's on and I'm like, and the vent fan on the <laughs> kitchen and it's just one too many two things and I'm done. Um, so as someone who wears a lot of hats and you know has a lot of things going on, do you have any tips for kind of like shutting it off so that when you do take the kids to baseball or you are having special time together that you're not on the phone constantly asking for a friend? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, I struggle with this a lot too because it's like, I think that like that idea of nine to five kind of like went out the window with the pandemic like because we do so many things from our phone and from you know from home now and I've actually I've had to be so so hard on myself with this like because my kids are now calling me out and like I took that that's how bad I was like my seven-year-old oh, no, was there's yeah. like you're like you're always on your phone and I'm know. like but I'm working they're that like they don't like care like yeah. that to me is it's so hurtful when they right. say that but it's just true it's true they don't care for working or scrolling Instagram and I tell them like I'm working but they don't care it's like if we're not there with them then we're not like present like with them, then we're not, it might as well not be there at all. So yeah. how I shut it off is just to shut it off. Like cold turkey phone is in another room. And actually I never have my ringer on. I put my ringer on one, I put the phone away. So that if it's like 
an emergency an my parents phone call yeah so that like I don't I ignore the text but if it's the only people that call me are my husband and my mother so I know if the phone's ringing it's my mom I'll go get it so that's the okay. only time I actually put my ringer on okay <laughs> and that's what I room. need to do and shut off all the other notifications yeah. I had a guest once upon a time on the show, probably two, three years ago, and we talked about putting the phone away for an entire day of the week, Sundays. Yeah. And I was doing that for a while and I fell off. I need to get back on, but yeah. just like no phone at all for an entire day. It's hard because like we take pictures too. Like if I'm doing something fun with the yeah. kids, not even for social media, I want yeah. that's my camera too. So yeah. if I'm doing something fun and trying to be present with the kids, but I want to capture it. I yeah, have a hard. crazy notion. <laughs> it's called a, a camera. camera. <laughs> I know they're hard to find. But I've had this conversation with my daughter because she's know. using an old phone of mine. To t she's really into photography and I want her to explore that. But I'm like, do you really like taking photos or you're really just like having my old iPhone? Yeah. So I've been joking with her like, I can get you a camera. They do exist. And then I looked at how expensive they were. I, like, do you remember, not. Maria, we used to, I don't know about you, but I used to take my camera out like when I was in my 20s. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> take the, the Cam digital camera. Digital camera. And then before that, like the disposable one. And then yeah. you'd go get the pictures. Uh, always doubles. Developed. You'd get the photos developed. Always asked, I always got doubles, right? Do we always get the doubles? <laughs> I love it. Oh, this was awesome. It went by way too fast. Bethany, thank you so much. Great to have you here in person. One of the OG guests Gone. of Mom to Mom. So everyone out there, make sure you check out Like a Mother, Banish Guilt, Blaze Your Trail, and Break the Rules to Create a Life You Love in All the Usual Places. And then you can listen to her podcast, The Breakdown with Bethany, on mom.com. And if you're looking for everything in one place, you can check her out at Bethany Braun Silva on Instagram. That's a wrap for this episode of mom to mom I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget there are tons of episodes that you can binge on wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're there, if you could rate and review, that would be amazing. And also, if you're here in the Boston area, don't forget you can watch mom to mom the TV show. Uh, we are on every Monday at 1130 a.m. on NBC10 Boston. Thank you so much for listening today, and I'll get you next time on mom to mom